This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 180 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvett. In today's episode, Justin talks to former Husker kickoff specialist and entrepreneur Adi Kunalik to talk about his company, Opendorse, and their partnership with the University of Nebraska Athletic Department. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website at cnbuffalo.com. We are really excited to welcome Adi Kanalik to the episode. Adi, really fun to watch you play football in college. 2007 through 2010 kickoff specialist. First team academic All Big 12 for three years. Uh, now co-founder and president of Open Doors. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Justin. I'm, uh, I'm excited to, uh, to chat and, uh, and be on the show. Yeah, so I mean, where we ultimately want to get here is, is to talk about Open Doors and uh, the cool partnership you guys have recently formed with uh, Nebraska Athletics. But first, I mean, I got to ask, uh, can you tell me about your time as a, as a Nebraska football player a little bit? Highs, lows, the process of getting there? I mean, I'd love to hear anything you have to share. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, uh, so I, I got to Nebraska in 2007. Um, I actually growing up my entire life I one I didn't even know what football was for probably half of my life uh, before I even got to Nebraska Um, and when we moved to the States um, I I played soccer basically my entire life and when we moved to the States it was one of those things where I would kind of see it you know when when I was watching on TV I was 11 when we moved uh, it was like in 2000 to Fort Worth Texas and um, kind of was growing up and whatnot and something that I had on the soccer field is I had a really strong leg and uh what uh, gave me the opportunity to play football was when I got to my sophomore year uh of high school I just tried out for the football team and uh there was a uh, there was a marriage that was born pretty quickly in terms of just uh there's a like there was an easy transition for me to go from playing soccer to kicking footballs and I might have not been the best when it comes to uh, you know just my my technique and whatnot my sophomore year, but um, it, it was something that I was able to pick up pretty quickly and be consistent with and um, and uh, you know so I had a had a somewhat decent career in high school, uh, whatever you want to call it, successful, and uh, you know I had a dozen of D one offers that started to come in and uh, Nebraska happened to be one of them and I uh, I came on a visit I think it was in um, I believe it was in in like November of 2006 and uh, shortly after I'd gotten back I just was like this is definitely the place that I want to go right like it was uh, I didn't I didn't 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 have a chance to really go to a game um, but I I had this feeling of like there's so many people that were already welcoming me um, to Nebraska before I'd even stepped uh, foot on campus so so yeah just uh, 
moved up here as to Lincoln in 2007. Uh, I, at the time, so for a lot of people, maybe who know my story, who don't know my story, but when I was coming to Nebraska in 07, um, the, the kicking situation was Alex Henry was, he was, a he was on the team, you know, he was, a he had Richard that first year and, um, I was with coach Callahan staff my, my, uh, freshman oh, wow. year. Yeah. And yeah, so that was, his, that was, uh, my first year. And, uh, Alex wasn't, he was, you know, he was a walk-on punter and whatnot. So when I came in, I didn't even really know that there was another guy that I'd be, you know, competing with and whatnot. It was just more like a, Hey, there's going to be other, there might be another player or two there, but it wasn't something I thought about. Well, we went, we, uh, ended up competing that year and, uh, he was, you know, he was Alex Henry. I mean, he was making all of his field goals and I, I was right there with them. And it kind of was a nice trade off for me. I got to be the kickoff specialist and, and kick long field goals. Well, when we started the season, that sounded really cool. But when we ended the season and we had kicked ten field goals all year, that's when it wasn't really as cool, right? Yeah. And so it uh, it was a it was a it was a tough season. It was uh, Coach Callahan's last season, and, and brought Bo Pelini in, and uh, and that was a good transition initially, right? Like I, I don't have anything negative to say about Bo, and he certainly was a coach's player, and we uh, ended up having winning seasons with him, right? You know, yeah. We were going to bowl games, and we were uh, we were having success. We weren't. We weren't getting back into like top ten level. Uh, I think we were ranked in the top ten maybe once or twice when I was when I was there over that four or three year period with him. Um, but it was certainly like we were getting national attention and whatnot. It just kind of felt like we couldn't really get to that like win a you know win a, a conference championship and 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 you know go to a really big bowl game. So my career was I. I I'd say it was it was a solid one. You know, I got to start every game. I got to lead the country and in, in, uh, touchback uh, number of touchbacks and touchback percentage. And um, it's I think what's cool about that, also kind of an unknown, uh, you know, fun fact is that I got there in 07 and they moved the 35 or the 30 yard line, the kickoff line to the 30 yard line, right? Which mm. now it's at the 35. Yeah. And in 2006 it was at the 35 too. So the four years that I was there, I was kicking from five yards back, oh, wow. and um, and so being able to set that record from even even a, a further distance and yeah. something that they, you know, likely won't change yeah. again will is a, is kind of a cool thing to be able to hold on to that. So that was that was super fun, Justin. I mean, Nebraska was I, I didn't expect it to become like this this big home for me, um, you know, because you, you just don't know. You you go play football, you go to a school and. Uh, but it, it quickly did become that. I mean, the, the from a, from the fan base to the the people to the folks in the stadium, the life skills, um, everyone was so supportive and and uh, and you know, kind of helping you, uh, you know, get through the four years of school and, and have a really good time. And and that really kind of set us. You know, that's where I met my business partner Blake, and we, you know, we became really good friends. And that really kind of set us up for you know, doing some of the things that we are doing now in business. And, um, but it, it, none of it would have started, um, had it not been for us having the opportunity to play football at Nebraska. And, and I think that if Husker fans haven't had an appreciation for the value of consistent touchbacks, I feel like this last season, um, with the inconsistent <laughs> kicking game, uh, for a variety well, of reasons, I mean, that, that consistent touchback is one of the maybe hidden stats that's not so hidden for Husker fans anymore. 
Yeah, man. I mean, it was it was it was crazy. I think it's it matters when the 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 playing field is like lengthier, right? When we were when you have to cross seventy. I mean, when we were kicking from the thirty, I just feel like it just there wasn't that many people that were consistently putting in the end zone, or at least not 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 getting touchbacks. So right. when they moved to third thirty five, it kind of became a it's almost like a table stakes now for kickers. Like if, if they're not if they're not getting touchbacks consistently at a, at the D one level. Um, that's that's a tough one for me. Uh, I think the only other way that you can kind of like let it, I guess, be okay is if they're really good at field goal kicking. And even in that case, it's like, come on, man, that that should be easy for anybody. Right. So. And and we were as a team not not successful on any of the kicking metrics last year. So. And it's been, I mean, and we had such we had such a good kind of um, the last two decades have been oh, yeah. great, right? Like we've just had such good kickers and. It's almost like uh, uh, now we're we're in the spot, almost paying back, right? It's almost mm. karma. It's like, hey, you, you had a really good time, and now uh, yeah. now it's payback. So well, I mean, it's true. It's you fun. were you were part of just this lineage of great Husker kickers that we just really missed. So, um, well, it's uh, it's hard to 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 realize. But it it'll come again. I, just, I think just today I saw we we got another walk on kicker committed. I think Frost is going all out and got. A, a lot of guys on board for this next year. He's not going to let that happen to him again. Um, <laughs> it's a numbers game. At this point, it's a numbers game. It's like, hey, if we're going to have our guys get hurt that much. Why don't we just have a couple on staff and we'll figure it out. Sure. I did see that. That's awesome. So now, I think, if I'm not mistaken, a part of your story, while at the college or while at the university, you were part of the Center for Entrepreneurship. Is that where you and Blake connected? Uh, that was uh, that was. Blake was involved with that. Um, I was not. Uh, I was uh, so Blake was a business major, and I was a uh, I was an advertising major. Gotcha. So gotcha. Yeah, AMC. Blake and I, yeah, yep. And so, uh, so you guys connected, obviously in college on the football team. T- tell me a little bit about how uh, I guess the genesis of open open doors. So Blake and I's friendship started. Uh, we were roommates uh, freshman year that summer. So. Gotcha. We roomed together and kind of quickly started to kind of grow this bond together. And he, Blake was the, the, the person who had a notepad and he would have all these crazy ideas and, um, you know, 20 of them were crap. And then there's, there'd be one really good one. And uh, I, I would draw, you know, I'd be drawn to that and be like, hey, why don't we do this, right? And so we'd always talk about like, hey, how cool would it be if we were able to uh, build a product or a company one day and it was just more like kind of just dr- dreaming right like it'd be sweet to do these things and maybe we weren't talking about necessarily building companies together but we were talking about solving problems hmm. right and so our friendship started there and so and it, it developed over time you know and I think when when Blake had um, uh, he was two and a half years in and he ends up having he had four concussions in like a 12 month period and Ooh. when he had his la- that kind of last one that's when he had to stop playing and it, it kind of put him into a situation where he was completely done with football so now he had all this time on his hand right like because our schedule is a little bit crazy right with school and everything and, and practice and film and and studying and all this stuff so he had all this time on his hand so he focused his time he's like I'm gonna go get an internship and so he actually uh, got into internship with a company in town uh, called Filebound Management, and he was a social media marketing intern for him. And so he he had been there for a couple of months, and it was uh, I believe it was the spring of 2010. Yeah, we were like kind of starting to pick up and hang out again. 
Um, and he was, he, he told me about this internship and I couldn't believe that they were paying him to do social media for them. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so you have to think about this, like social is, is a very, it's a, it's, I would say maybe still a somewhat underutilized tool for like some bigger companies, but it's definitely known that it can drive value today. Right. Mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. 2010 in the Midwest, people are still trying to like, people are still putting their kids on it, you know, to run their social media pages and, and whatnot. So sure. it was kind of a, it was kind of a crazy thing. So I, I couldn't believe that these guys were paying him. And, and he told me, he said, Hey, I actually was able to, cause he would write Facebook posts and tweets and blogs and uh, publish things on LinkedIn. And he told me that he had generated $200,000 in leads through LinkedIn. Wow. And this company was just, you know, they were loving it. So I'm like, wait a minute. So, okay. So, th- so then that summer, I, I I took over his internship and uh, kind of like spent the entire summer systemizing what he was doing and kind of creating a process around it, uh, business model, if you will. And Blake was doing an internship in New York. And so every night we would Skype back and forth and talk about starting a business together potentially because what we wanted to do, we, we, we asked ourselves like, why don't like if this can be done and replicated why don't we just do it for 10 companies or 100 companies right mm-hmm. there's nothing to stop, that would stop us and so that summer that's what was what was kind of the 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 birth of her dad which was our social media agency and it was the first company that we started together and the purpose of her dad was to solve the problem of people that didn't have time resources knowledge um to do social themselves we would just do it for them hmm. and so we grew that, uh, Justin, we grew that company to 25 people in, uh, in a span of four years. And, uh, and then we got acquired by a digital agency out of Omaha. And it was, it was a kind of a cool journey. And, and because in the journey, so we're, we're doing this for local brands, right? In, in Lincoln and then regionally and whatnot. And eventually what we got to is, uh, I ended up getting an opportunity to play in the NFL as a free agent. I spent time with the Carolina Panthers then with oh. the Broncos. I'm not so sure I, I realized I, that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. 2011, uh, I was on the Panthers roster. Uh, I spent four weeks on their on the active roster that season, and then I kind of bounced around, spent some time with the practice squad in Denver, and then um, that later that year, my last workout was with the Bills. And before I kind of just was like, okay, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm over this, right? Like <laughs> you gave it a shot. At the time. Yeah, I did, I did, and it was cool, man, because like. At the time we were growing her that it was starting to really become a company. Um, and maybe at the time I didn't also necessarily realize that, like I had to reflect, like I would go and play football and then I would fly back to Lincoln and I would still try to run this business that Blake was running. And now we had, you know, whatever, it was eight to 10 employees and it was starting to become a real thing. And so I, I had to stop and ask myself, um, this was uh, at the end of 2012, I was like, why am I doing both? What's going on here? Like the, the NFL is, uh, a, a, a great experience. I very much enjoyed being a part of that and getting to do that. And kind of, I think it's a, everybody that plays football. I mean, every, any, any kid that grows up playing sports dreams of playing professionally and, and having the opportunity to do that was like amazing. But one thing that was challenging for me was it was becoming more and more difficult to come back to Lincoln and then lead our team because they're like, Hey, you're just going to go and play in the NFL again. Right. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And so, so then when 
it was uh, the start of 2013 when I decided I'm like, you know what, I'm 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 gonna I'm not gonna continue to pursue a career in the NFL. It's not like I had like a really good one anyways, but it was more like I had to call my agent and say, hey, don't call me with tryout opportunities because I just don't I don't even want to know about them. Uh, it is it, it's time for me just to be done with this, right? And so um, it was it was one of the best decisions I could have made, and and because it really was a catalyst for us uh, kind of hunkering down and saying, hey, we're gonna go and do this thing together, like be entrepreneurs, build companies together, and whatnot. And so the reason I bring that up is that exposure to playing in the NFL. All, all of our friends who who played football with us in Nebraska were turning pro, and um, the, there was a there was um, an opportunity to help the brands that we were working with and serving uh, social media to, to connect them with these athletes because they were influential and they had this following. And so we started doing that, Justin. And one thing we realized is it is so difficult to do something so simple of getting a post out, you know, getting an athlete, you know, getting Niles and Husker Auto Group to do a deal. Hmm. Like, because I would call Niles up and I'd say, hey man, I have Husker Auto Group, you know, they, they, they said they want to do a deal with you for $5,000 and it's going to cost, you know, uh, and so you'll get that. And all you got to do is share, uh, you know, two posts on, on Twitter and two posts on Facebook. And so now it's like, Hey man, I'm, I'm in, but can you call, um, uh, can you talk to my uh, agent first? So I'm like, sure thing. Call the agent up. He'd be like, hey, this is great. Like, I love this. Have you talked to his marketing rep? <laughs> I'd go call the marketing rep and they'd be like, Oh, this is sweet. Like, but his uh, financial advisor needs to do, you know, he needs to know about anything that has to do with money. So then I call him up and then the financial advisor is like, Hey, this is cool. But like, have you talked to his lawyer yet? Cause he needs to sign off on any new agreements. Oh, and wow. so by then I'm calling him and he's telling me to call Niles' cousin. And now it's like all crazy. So <laughs> we, so I get off the phone and I'm like, we're in this like tiny little office. Um, at, at literally in this we live in this huge home and we ran our first company out of uh, out of a kitchen but um we're in this tiny little room and I, I looked at blake and i go hey this is nuts man there is right now no easy way for me to get niles to post this on social and for him to get paid without me having to have six different conversations and so we were like, why don't we build something where you're able to literally go into a platform, find Niles, see the audience that follows him, see how much it would potentially cost to work with him, but then also be able to schedule out content to go out on this channel, and then he would just get a text, and he, if he clicked approve, it would get posted, but he'd also get automatically paid. Hmm. And yeah, wow. so we, yeah, so we just were like, why don't we build that? And so that was the MVP for Open Doors. We literally. Uh, we uh, brought on another team member who was a developer and then he brought on his friend and we like chipped away at it for nine months and we had a prototype and a working uh, a platform and so th- th- that first year uh, I think it's from like 2013 to 14 we ended up driving I think it was probably a hundred thousand dollars in revenue just on wow. using that platform and that's when we knew we had a real business but it wasn't this agency that we were running it was a separate company and so okay. um we decided to go raise money and uh and that's when we launched open doors 
Uh, it was January of two, 2013 that we launched Open Doors. And then um, the following, so a year and a half later, we sold her dad. And then we uh, raised a, like our first seed round, like official round, mm-hmm. uh, which was January of 2015. And, and, uh, and that was like, we started on that journey. Wow, that's really exciting, and that's cool to know that that's you know all happening you know not far from from where you were you guys were playing football together and the university like all just kind of in that system there here in Lincoln. Absolutely, man. I mean, because th- that's that's another. I'm glad you brought that up. I we we did have opportunities at at some point. At one point, there was uh, one of our investors was asking us if if we would ever move to Kansas City or you know if we would go somewhere else. And uh, one of the things that we wanted to continue to have is 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 to be in Lincoln and to be close to to the school, to the university, and to get access to the talent that goes to Nebraska. And um, and it was kind of like one of those things like the community had supported us for so long. We wanted to kind of keep those jobs there, and so it was a, it was a really cool. Uh, you know, I'm glad we made the decision, and it certainly kind of uh, paved the way for some of the stuff we're doing today too. So. That's awesome. So, so you've got you've talked kind of through two thousand early two thousand fifteen when you've gotten through this first round of funding for Open Doors. How do you get from uh, you know a, a new company here uh, to now beginning of twenty twenty uh, launching a, a partnership with the University of Nebraska Athletic Department? Yeah, man, that's a uh, <laughs> uh, lot has happened from uh, from from when we started there to kind of where we're at today. Well. So I think what helps anyone that's listening to this is to understand the background on the premise of Open Doors in the early days. And this is even before that kind of initial seed round. I mean, we were doing this in, I would say, this started in 2013. And, and um, uh, kind of our, our initial like goal was to, or purpose for the business was, there's all these athletes uh, who were in the NFL who are very influential on social media, but they're not your Tom Brady's or your Peyton Manning's or, you know, your, your, your kind of top three athletes on every NFL team who at the time were the ones, this is 2013, right? Who at the time are the only ones that are really getting the majority of like 90% of the endorsement dollars are just going to those top five guys. Right. Sure. And so the, the issue was that guys were influential uh, in their markets and brands wanted to work with them. They had 20, 30,000 followers and sometimes they were honestly even more cost effective to work with because hmm. they had a stronger following in those communities sure. than your guy that has a million followers that are national. Yeah. And so more focused bang so, for your buck. Yep. Yep. But the, 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 the issue was access. And then the second one was real reliability. Right. And oh. So we, we kind of launched open doors to try to solve for that. And so we were, doing these deals for Nebraska athletes and former Nebraska athletes, right? Uh, who were in the NFL, Prince, Miles, Roy, Rex, all this. And then the NFL PA called us and they said, Hey, we've been looking for a solution to do this for, um, uh, with all of our NFL players, uh, because we have 120 sponsors and another hundred licensees. Like, do you guys want to partner with us? And we said, absolutely. Yes. And so that kind of, that gave us the uh, initial kind of our, our business model became very much initially with the NFLPA that partnership, which is now going on like year five. Was we would 
uh, if EA Sports or a Panini or a uh, Tide or Head and Shoulders, if they wanted to work with athletes on social media, they would come to us and say, hey, I have uh, a $50,000 budget, say, and they'd say, and I want to work with these 10 NFL players. We would go in and negotiate all that. We would put a price on what those athletes would cost on social, and we would broker the deal, and then we would execute the, the campaign using our platform. And the brand would get the uh, the results of that through a live dashboard, and they would know they could go to sleep at night knowing that those posts that they contracted and the athletes are obligated to share would guaranteed get scheduled and posted on, on their Twitter channels, on their Instagram, on their Facebook pages, yeah. at the right time, on the right channel, with the right content. And so we were able to kind of do these really big campaigns on social with tons of athletes. And we were basically uh, addressing this name, image, and likeness is, is the value, right? The, the value of, of a person's uh, brand, right? And so we were doing this for, for professional athletes for a very long time. And then that kind of trickled into us working with PGA Tour and NHL and MVPA and MLB players. Like So all these sports... And with every brand that we work with, we continue to grow our network of athletes. And so part of our business has been that for, you know, the, the, the history of Open Doors. Well, most recently, um, what happened was this these NCAA rule changes um, kind of started to come, you know, come about. And one thing that we knew is there's no one out there that knows more about name, image, and likeness than Open Doors as far as just something that we've been doing for a very long time and especially the of how to how to apply it against student athletes because kind of the other half of our business is serving uh athletic departments and letting letting them share content with their student athletes on social not paid content but just like marketing and Mm -hmm. and and you know kind of promotional and just giving them access to do that and so it kind of created this perfect opportunity for us to say hey how do we package all the knowledge that we have over the last seven years as it relates to name, image, and likeness and apply it to the student athlete uh, kind of, uh, if you want to call it infrastructure, and provide these schools with kind of the, one, an assessment so these athletes understand what their value is and, and how they can potentially monetize it down the road, but also the education on what it means. Like, what is the what does it mean? What does my name, uh, name, image, and likeness mean as it as it relates to me being at the university? And how does that impact my future when I'm done playing football, right? And then also just informing them overall on how they can better equip their student athletes for uh, when these changes go into complete effect, right? January one of this next year when it goes live, how to navigate that conversation? How to orient the the, the athletes about what what their actual value is and how social media can play a big part in them, uh, you know, building their brands and understanding, uh, uh, you know, uh, what to do with them. So that's what, that's what this Nebraska partnership was. And it happened to be that Nebraska, like when the, when the announcement was made by the NCAA that something in the future will be coming, they were the first ones to, to literally come, you know, walk across the street and come to our office. And, and, you know, we have been partner partners with them with the athletic department for three years now because they're users of our platform mm-hmm. you know, they're using to share content but this was um, the, the, the front office saying hey this is something that's important to us and whatever you guys are doing 
uh, we want to know as much as we can about it, and we want to be first to bring this um, to our student-athletes so that we can um, kind of to be an innovator in the space. And that's kind of where, where, the, where everything kind of uh, ended up and came to be. I think that's really exciting, and it just gives me, uh, it makes me think about Devaney starting the weight program or, you know, the uh, nutrition stuff. It just feels like a, another uh, point in a in a series of advancements that college football, that are ubiquitous in college football, but that started with Nebraska football. So, I, you know, I think, I think it's really exciting, and uh, personally, I'm proud that it's a, a Nebraska-born program that's kind of leading the charge here um do you do you think that this kind of thing is going to take off really quickly across the country with other athletic departments um yeah i do i do i think the um and, and to your point being proud about it like that's that's one thing that's that we are too man i mean that was like one of the more rewarding things about this whole thing was uh the the excitement that uh nebraska had about working with us and about bringing this to market because there's a, there's a lot of value in being first in anything, right? Yeah. Uh, in in the in the marketing world, certainly it's 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 like the, the premier thing, and um, and then just the the ability for them to say, hey, we want to innovate and try things was just really cool. Now there's a ton ton of interest. We've I mean we are probably um, we've probably talked to thirty different uh, like athletic departments, oh, wow. ads and and uh, and senior associate ads about doing something similar with them and certainly like that will be coming um you know in, in the in the coming months and i think if this if this covid stuff hadn't happened um there there might have been even sooner news around that stuff but it, it's just gonna maybe come out a little bit slower because i think all the power five schools like uh, you know programs um there is a kind of a desire to one understand all this stuff two actually offer like something very unique to their student athletes and and uh it becomes a very big advantage in the recruiting game right like and oh, yeah. so we we just want to equip these athletic departments with as much as possible and so that they can have um because it, it is it is about those things i mean when when i was getting recruited the athletic department the way they spoke with my parents the the things that mattered to them like the 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 fact that this was a school I could go to and know that I would get a great uh, education and that there was, um, and that there was kind of almost like this bar that was set for uh, what it means to be a student athlete. And that, that like you uh, performing in the classroom is something that mattered. And, and it, it, there was a correlation between that and being very good on the field. And so those little things add up and they matter. And certainly something like this, it's cool to be able to bring that to, um, you know, anyone that's come into Nebraska because it is definitely going to be things that they're going to be hearing and learning about that, that we didn't have 10 years ago. That's for sure. Yeah. Or even two years ago. Or even two years ago. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, gosh, I, I feel like we've, we've been chatting for a little while. I want to be respectful of your time. Um, I guess does, does any to kind of wind it down, is there any things that need to happen? Like I know there was a bill in front of the legislature here in Nebraska, like, does that make what you're doing more possible or would that open up more possibilities or is it kind of like a baseline for anything to start or, um, yeah, that's, yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good question and definitely comes up a lot. I think, so I think a lot of States are, are kind of, uh, almost putting in their own mandates and their own kind of rules and governing things. But 
I think what the NCAA is rushing to get to is, uh, you know, trying to put in some type of structure um, at the kind of federal level that would then that would then kind of blanket everybody else. So it is good that states are doing this uh, at a local level, and I think that should continue because it will it will drive innovation, right? Like, and, and I think different states are doing it a little bit differently, or there may be. Uh, making certain things stand out more and, um, and whatnot. And so I think it's going to drive conversation. It's going to drive, uh, more opportunity to do, to get creative. But I think the, everything the NCAA is doing right now is they're, they're almost taking in a lot of this stuff and, um, they are spending and just, just through being in the space and knowing how much work is going into this, as you can imagine, the impact would be, will be will be huge right and it's going to cover and blanket a lot of different programs on kind of how to address this i think uh one thing that the ncaa is doing that's 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 really cool is at the end of the day this isn't about um creating an environment where there uh, where, where there can be bad actors right like mm. where what this is not is this is not one of those things where it's like oh well you know is alabama just going to pay these student athletes to go there it's like that's that's the opposite of what image and likeness is all about. It's just about creating an opportunity where athletes can understand the value of their brand and then creating an environment where it's safe for them to uh, potentially monetize from it. And uh, we certainly believe that, that uh, technology and, and, and certainly social media is, uh, is, is one way to do it because uh, it's so um, transparent and you can make it an equal playing field for everyone. Mm. So, you know, and Adrian Martinez doesn't get preferential treatment uh, to a, uh, a a soccer player uh, just because of you know his status, right? But if they have the same um, if they have the same following, then a brand could work with both of them, and they would be able to get the same uh, you know uh, same amount of dollars, and it wouldn't be like a hey, you're just giving him more because uh, he is the starting quarterback, right? Sure. So I think that there's just a lot of different things that are going to go into are being considered. And uh, will likely go into effect, but um, we're like I don't think anyone knows yet for sure uh, what the kind of uh, how what the, some of the mandates are going to be. I do think that there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, a lot of things in place to prevent bad actors to, to be a part of it, to prevent people from kind of abusing the system, and uh, and, and and still allowing us to maintain the fact that these are student athletes. They came to play, they came to go to school there, they came to play the sport, and that's what it should be about first and foremost. But the other stuff is kind of the the, 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 the cherry on top. Awesome. Well, hey, this is, body has been super interesting. Thank you for your time. If um, if one of our listeners wants to learn more about Open Doors, um, where should they go? Uh, opendoors.com, man. That's, uh, we are, that's, that's probably that, or, or follow us on social. We're, uh, um, social media based. So that's, uh, we're, we're constantly putting things up there. Are you guys on TikTok yet? Uh, we do not have a TikTok account. Um, I've dabbled with it myself. I, I'm trying to figure out, um, if it's something that I want to, uh, invest energy into. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is a loud, um, it is a noisy platform right now in the uh, in the kind of social media space because of just everyone's at home. Yeah, yeah. I will say this. The last thing I'll say on TikTok is TikTok is, in my eyes, is experiencing the same 
like type of novelty that Instagram was experiencing when it first came out. Like you could make crappy pictures look good by like using these filters. Yeah. And I think TikTok is doing the same thing, but with, with video, like you can take a normal video and you can just do so many things to it really quickly and make it look cool and make it look engaging and, and creative. And so, um, almost a decade later, we have kind of this, this new tool and, mm. Um, I don't know if it's going to have the same, I think it'll continue to get traction. I just don't know if it's going to have the same like sustainability as, as a Instagram, but, sure. but then again, like it's, it's more for a younger audience and right. what am what am I saying that as the 30 year old? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm an old millennial, so I'm not really that interested <laughs> in TikTok. Yeah. It's yeah, I'll pass. But yeah, I, I figure Facebook and, and Instagram using Instagram will create something similar and it'll slowly siphon away usage. I don't know. It's not a social media podcast, so I should not talk. Uh, I'm, I'm outside my lane. Uh, <laughs> Adi, thank you so much for your time. It's been a real pleasure. Of course, man. No problem. Go Big Red. All right, brother. Go Big Red. Thanks again to Mr. Kunalik for joining us on the podcast. And again, don't forget to follow Open Doors on social media. We also want to thank our listeners for supporting Central Nebraska Buffalo. Just this weekend, I had myself a pair of bison burgers from Central Nebraska Buffalo, and they were delicious. And good news for Omaha listeners, Just Good Meat has reopened for curbside and delivery orders. You can email them at orders at justgoodmeatomaha.com, and you can have bison burgers for dinner tonight. You can also always order directly from cnbuffalo.com, and depending on when you listen to this episode, you might be able to get in on their Easter sale, which lasts until midnight on April 15th. Until next time, on behalf of Justin Swanson, I'm Mike Harvat saying Go Big Red. Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska.